the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible Matthew Gospel, chapter 16. Verses 1 through 5. And I'm reading. The Pharisees with the Sadducees came and tempted him. Desiring that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them. When it is evening. You say it will be fair weather. For the sky is red. And in the morning. It will be foul weather today. For the sky is red. And lowering. O ye hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky. But can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. I want to talk to you from a very simple subject on this last night of the old year 2016 and on the precipice of a brand new year, the year 2017, from a very simple subject, the signs of the times. In every newscast worldwide, there's always a weather report. There is a 24-hour weather station on the cable network that will give you what the weather is in Tokyo, Africa, or worldwide. Millions of people every day wants to know what tomorrow's temperature is going to be so that we can dress accordingly. Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you discern the signs of the times? The signs of the times. 
People are doing church by phone now. They no longer feel a need to come to a sanctuary. Same-sex marriage is a most definite sign of the times in which we are now living that a man could actually marry another man and a woman can marry another woman only to throw the children in that relationship into a perilous, lost, confused state probably for the rest of their lives. The signs of the times. Trump and Putin seemingly are making to be strange bedfellows, the signs of the times. President-elect has more accommodating words about Putin than he does about President Obama, who's been there for eight years. If we're not careful, Mr. Trump will lead this nation into debauchery and the love of money and forget about the soul of America. The signs of the times. Jesus here talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now the Pharisees were those that were self-righteous. They condemned everybody else's actions and they made excuses for their own. And then there were the Sadducees who do not believe in miracles. And they certainly was not even about to begin to believe that Jesus would die and raise again because they did not believe in miracles, so therefore they were sad, you see. They came and they tested him, desiring that he would show them a sign from heaven. We're living in a time now where people are seeking signs and not seeking to know the will of God, even in the rearing of children or, or the marriage relationship or paying our bills or going to work, putting a good day's work in for a good day's pay. They wanted to see a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. So these people always had nearby them an astrological forecast. So you say that it will be fair weather because the sky is red. And in the morning, It will be foul weather today, you say, for the sky is red and overcast. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you discern the signs of the times? Do you really know what is really going on? A lot of people, myself included, in weather like this, wanted to know What was the temperature going to be tonight? Whether or not it was going to be raining. Or whether or not it was going to be cold. Jesus rebuked them because they were good meteorologists. But they really didn't have a clue as to what was going on. See, we see the world outside. We hear CNN news. We, We hear all of these news outlets reporting. But do you really know behind the scene? Do you really know what's going on? Can you really pick up on it? Can you really discern the signs of the times? It's worse now than it has ever been. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Can you discern the signs of the times? 
Is it something wrong with us if we rear our children and bring them up in the fear and the nurture of the Lord? It's almost like we have been made to be wrong and we're living in those days where men are calling evil good and they are calling good evil. Can you really discern? Can you pick up on what's really going on? Jesus said, it's a wicked and adulterous generation that seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given unto that generation but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Hmm. Jesus raises Jonah up as a definite thing to be considered because this generation is faced with the truth of the gospel that is being preached. And I'm not too sure there, my brothers and sisters, whether or not Shreveport is gospel hardened. Huh? Meaning that we've heard it almost all these years, but what have we done about it? How many souls have we saved? Can we look around us and discern the signs of the times when the average person got AIDS? Can we really discern the signs of the times when you turn the news on every morning, somebody got shot two or three o'clock in the morning? I'd be wondering, what in the world are people doing up at two or three o'clock in the morning shooting one another? Because it's an evil and adulterous generation. People seem to have no morals. Fathers against their daughters and mothers against their sons. Can you really discern the signs of the times? Church attendance in a lot of places is going through the basement. Because people no longer consider Jesus and God's word as being relevant of able to speak into these times in which we are now living. So we're seeing a mass exodus from the local church and people choose to do their church on their iPhone. People never show up at a sanctuary so they want to put their offering in with somebody in California that they never met. And they don't quite understand that if the local church doesn't support the local church then there will be no gathering place because we just won't have it. Can you really discern the signs of the times when babies are having babies? Can you really Pick up on that, that some people that used to walk closely with the Lord are not even going to church anymore. Can you really discern what is really, really going on? Jesus, before we talk about Jonah, we need to take a look at some things and see if we can pick up on some things. Like, for instance, if you go to Matthew chapter 24, and if you would key in on verses 37 through 39, Matthew 24, there are some things here to be considered. Matthew chapter 24, verses 37, 38, and 39. The Bible says, and Jesus is speaking, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is saying just like it was in Noah's day, it's going to be that way right on the precipice, right on the ridge, right before the second coming of Christ. It will be like it was in the days of Noah. 
Well, what about the days of Noah? In the days of Noah, violence filled the earth. And man's mind was only evil continuously. It's something wrong when people keep on killing folk. Home invasions are on the rise. Hold on, I got some good news for it all ends up. But as it was in the days of Noah, even so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So what were they doing in Noah's day? We know that violence filled the earth. And we know that it grieved the heart of God that he had even made man. Because man was killing man. Man was, was just going overboard because without a God consciousness, people will do anything. And justify it. They were eating and drinking. Now you would think, well, you know, I've eaten something today and I've had something to drink. That's not what the Lord is talking about. He's talking about people that will show up at the table in the kitchen. People that will show up at Piccadilly. People that will show up at Red Lobster and get their food and just dive into it like a dog running behind some apple. No thanksgiving. And there are so many Christians that are ashamed to bow their head in public and pray over their food before they eat it. They just dive into it. Eating and drinking. Like God is obligated to give us a poor boy. Obligated to give us rice and gravy. So Jesus is saying in the end days they will be eating and drinking. They will have no regard for God and they will not be uh, issuing no public prayer over their food before they eat it. Because they're ashamed to be a Christian. As it was in the days of Noah. And marrying and giving in marriage. June 26, 2015. Was the day the Supreme Court. The day that the soul of America was sold. And sent up the river. On the 26th of June 2015. When the United States Supreme Court. Made it the law of the land. Same sex marriage. The, the signs of the times. And you know the church has gotten so so involved in slothfulness and everything is okay and being politically correct and now we got gay bishops and gay pastors and, and, and gay choir members and gay deacons and, and, and gay members and everybody's just looking the other way. It's all right. It ain't all right. If something wrong, it's like the man who put the frog in the skillet and then turn the fire on and the skillet began to heat up and the frog felt real comfortable. And before he knew it, somebody was eating some frog legs. See, it's a whole lot different when the skillet is hot and you throw him in there. If he can get out of there, he's going to get out of there. So what am I saying? God is saying that we have allowed the devil to cause the church to go into a lull, into a sleepy, stupefied state until we are now saying that it's okay. And we keep going to baby parties where nobody's even concerned about getting married. We just had to shower. We all on Facebook. Where are your Christian morals? At what point do we take a stand? And, and could somebody tell me what's the difference between right and wrong? The same difference as it is with daylight and darkness. And why people come to church and the word come, they get mad and they switch churches. Because we're living in a generation that want to be appeased. And if you ain't saying it the way they want to say it, then they're getting up out of there. But what people don't understand is that we're going to have to meet God one day. Can you discern the signs 
of the times. Now I know I'm not going to get political with you, but I will say this. It grieved my heart to see some black folks standing up talking about elect Trump. I mean, where's our history? What, what, what are we thinking? Where have we been? These are our oppressors. Can you really discern the signs of the times? Oh, you know the weather. You know the temperature. Some of y'all can pull it up right now on your phone and find out what it is. I, I went to Joe Lagarde's funeral this week down in Beaumont. I asked Mary to look up the weather, what the weather was going to be like in Beaumont, just like that. It's going to be 80-something degrees. When I got there, guess what? It was 80-something degrees. We know the weather, but do we know the Lord? We know the temperature, but do we know the Lord? Some people look out, it doesn't even have to thunder anymore. It can look like it's going to thunder. They ain't coming to church. But they'll outrun a typhoon to get to work. Signs of the time. As it was in the days of Noah, even so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They are marrying now and they're giving in marriage. They're wife swapping. They got a sports, uh, uh, a rapid situation. They've made plans. You have my wife when I'm present, I have your husband when you're present. And we agree that when somebody's out of town, we won't do it. They call that a swingers lifestyle. Don't be looking up and talking about where they had passed. <laughs> These are the times that try men's souls. And the year 2017 is going to demand that all Christians take their stand. That everyone who named the name of the Lord be found a beacon light shining in a dark place. I don't think in the year 2017 that we're going to be able to convince people that we are Christians while we're cussing them out. And I don't think that we robbing and stealing people, we're going to be able to get over on folk by trying to say that this is the way that Christian people should exhibit themselves in life. I don't think we're going to be able to get through with that. I, I think that this message tonight, I know, is a call to action. It's a call to action. We've set up, we've seen our babies get pregnant out of wedlock and leave the church. We watched them walk straight on up out the door, and I don't know if any of us went to look for them. I think it's almost like, okay, I'm here, that's good enough. It's not good enough. What about your brother? What about your sister? What about your Sunday school class? But you know, I, I know, I believe something happened to us along the way. When we were showing genuine concern, we were told, get out of my life. I don't need for you to tell me about church. I know where it is. I mean, just ugly. But I want to encourage you, keep on witnessing anyway. Just shake the dust off your feet and go on to the next brother because somebody need to be rescued. Somebody need to be brought back into the ark of safety. Somebody. We cannot afford to be in the group of people whose hearts have become cold and have waxed cold because of the condition in which we find ourselves in this world. Ain't no good news on television. And the brothers that used to be on BET, do you know what it costs? $10,000 for 30 minutes. A lot of our churches can't even pay $10,000 to get a parking lot. So the World Network got all their stuff on there. And if the church decided to step out and do real evangelism like on TV, like if this church went on 
$10,000, I don't know if you notice or not, but that's $520,000 a year. Why you got people switching churches and taking their money across town, giving it away. Instead of staying where the Lord sent them. These are the times. Can you discern them? All right. Notice this. Go to Matthew 12, 38. This will get us closer to Jonah. Because Jesus said, I'm not giving you no sign except the sign of the prophet Jonah. In Matthew chapter 12, and if you would, key in on verse 38. Verses 38 through 42. Now they came seeking for a sign and Jesus said, is no sign going to be given you except the sign of the prophet Jonah. I want to talk about that for a minute because there ain't no sign coming. The heaven ain't going to split. Ain't going to be no angels, you know, showing up and all that. No. There's a word here for all of us that love the Lord that have not energized our effort to win souls because he who wins souls is wise. And I want to encourage those of you that do ministry, you got to stay the course. You cannot afford to be running behind people that's running away from the things of the Lord. You cannot afford to allow people that are uninformed and have turned their back on the Lord in the local church. You cannot allow those people to become your counselors. You just can't. You should not do it. Because there is a distinct difference between light and darkness. And we ought to be able to discern the signs of the time. You don't let nobody get between you and the Lord or you and the Lord and the pastor of the church or you and the Lord and your brothers and sisters at the local church. You don't allow nobody to get on that turf. And this is what is causing some people to stumble and fall because people are not winning souls. They, they are encouraging and stealing other people's church members. And people are falling from their own steadfastness because everybody can't grow in the same ground. I'm sorry. Everybody cannot grow at Greenwood Acres, so they need to be someplace else. But it's up to God to do that, not for some Christian to recruit another Christian and bring them from their place of steadfastness in their own local church. Now, a lot of those people ain't going to church nowhere. You know why? Because they fell from their own steadfastness. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And God is not the author of confusion. So we need to understand you don't open your heart and mind up and your spirit up to people that are confused and going in a whole nother direction. Times are too critical. And you don't just be dropping your kids off everywhere. I mean, that was a time when you could have a problem slumber party at your house. And you be confident in your mind. You know, all the girls are back there in the back bedroom. Yeah, but you may have a butch back there with them too. And by the time the sun come up, all of them back there gay. Your precious little child should be watched over and watched after. And you should not be allowing your child in everybody's house. And you should not be allowing everybody to handle your children. Are you listening up in here? Man, a lot of these pedophiles. Raping these little boys. You know, little girls lying up with other little girls. Man, it ain't safe no more. 
Can you really discern the signs of the time? You all down on your knees back there crying out to the Lord and your child being butchered in the back bedroom. I know it sounds harsh, but you look at the times in which we are living. There was a time people depended on the Lord. Now they depend on their cell phone. They can pull up anything they want, they think, on their cell phone. I've been in places where instead of people reading the Bible and following me, they're Googling me. Here I am being Googled. These are the times. Those, those phones are, you know. All right, are you in Matthew 12? All right, look at verse, what did I say? All right, 38 through 42. All right, let me get over there right quick. All right, 38 through 42, Matthew 12. You'll find these words. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the farthest part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Now Jesus said a greater than Jonah is here and a greater than Solomon is here. And there will be no sign given unto this evil and adulterous generation Except the sign of the prophet Jonah. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish. Even so shall the son of man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. So what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. Now notice this. In the Old Testament, God used Exodus chapter 12 to show Israel the Passover. They killed the lamb. It was a, it was a picture of the Passover. When Jesus Pull Jonah on the scene. I'm not giving you no sign except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And then he went ahead to talk about how Jonah was in the heart of the earth or the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Jesus was saying in this evil and adulterous generation that's seeking after sign. The only thing I got to say to them is that I died for them, I was buried, and I rose again, and Jonas is a picture of my death, burial, and resurrection. Now here's the problem with this generation. A lot of people are in and out of church and never heard the gospel. You know why? It's not preached. In a whole lot of places, the gospel is not preached. People are talked to, they're lectured. It's everything but the gospel. So Jesus is saying in, the, in these Last and evil days, the preaching of the gospel would be something that would be foreign to a lot of people gathering in a lot of places. Do you know a lot of people are gathering, talking about the African-American 
are the true Israelites. They are burning that highway up to get to Dallas to get into those seminars. So just like it was in the days of Noah, no giving of thanks for food, no giving of thanks for breath, no giving of thanks for anything, just diving in there. Stories told one time about this little boy was growing up and was invited to come to the neighbor's house for dinner. And the little fellow was looking forward to it. He's about nine years of age, just looking forward to going, you know, across the street to have dinner. I think he had waited almost a year, year and a half. He was just excited about it. So the day came where he went to dinner. Well, when he walked in the house and he sat down at the table, he was just so excited to be with his family over here for dinner. And when they put all the food on the table, the little boy bowed his head, getting ready to say grace. Everybody just jumped into the food and just started eating. Nobody said any, thank you, Lord, for the food that we're about to receive. They just jumped. So the little boy was confused. And so he asked the lady of the house, why did they not, why didn't we have prayer before we ate? The woman say, oh, we don't do that. And then the little boy say, okay, then. This is just like my dog when I carry him dog food. He doesn't say anything. He just jump in there. Huh? When you raise your children right, when they get out there, they'll know the difference between right and wrong. So, Ain't going to be no sign. The heavens ain't going to rent. The sun ain't going to back up. Ain't going to be no sign. Now the problem comes in. Even in days like these. A lot of people don't believe that Jonah died in the fish. So if they don't believe that Jonah died in the fish. Then how are they going to believe that Jesus died and was buried? And the third day he was raised from the dead according to the scriptures. So now we have to deal with the generation that don't believe that Jonah died in the fish. We're dealing with that same generation that does not believe that Jesus died. So what the Lord is telling us in these last days, we got a problem on our hands. And the problem is a lot of us have wasted time in the pulpit, have wasted time in the Sunday school, have wasted time, period, telling people about Jesus. We have not said it like we need to say it. We become independent agents. And the Lord has nothing to say. Like, like Pastor Darby said tonight. I mean, Minister Harvey said. I mean, you can put the microphone down to this Bible. It has nothing to say if I don't give it voice. The signs of the time mean that people will be going about their business and having nothing to say for the Lord or about the Lord. You know why? It's not popular. That you would be, you know, have such great degrees in, in, in whatever it is that you're operating in and nobody know that the Lord put you there because you ain't told nobody. He says that even an adulterous generation seeking after sign, I'm not giving them no sign except the prophet Jonah was three days and three nights in the fish. Now, 
The reason I know that this is what the Lord was talking about is because these are the times in which we are now living. You take the average person at church, never won a soul. Ask yourself, how many souls have you won since you've been born again? Now, I'm not picking on, just want you to think about this. The church as we know it today wants the preacher to do all the Bible study. Choir to do all the singing. Deacons to do all the deaconing. Uh, we want everybody to do something except us. Because us just want to sit and complain. We come in the same way oftentimes and we leave the same way. Unchanged. And you know, we live in a time right now, man, listen. I was watching, it's not a boxing contest, but I was watching this thing and I'm saying to myself, where have we gone with these blood sports? I mean, somebody in there is kicking somebody all in the groins. They're hitting them all upside the head. They're jumping up and down. They're breaking their legs. And the people just cheering. The more blood on the stage, the louder the audience gets. Because there is no God consciousness. There's no conscious awareness of, of my actions pleasing to the Lord. And it's almost like you can't tell me how to run my life. You can't tell me what to do. And even God can't do that. But I got some good news too. We have to, we have to come through the darkness of this thing to see the light. The good news is. Ain't going to be no sign. We're going to have to get down to the bottom line. To talking about Jesus. We're going to have to get down to. Inviting people to the Lord. And inviting people to church. We got to go back to foundation. We got to love our neighbor. Oh help us. But a lot of us don't even know our neighbor. We ain't even seen them. Because we're living in a time right now. Ain't no neighbor coming over to my house. And eat nothing. We peep out the blinds at them. <laughs> then we go and get somebody else in the house with them. And we, now we got four eyes looking out. And we wonder what they're doing over there. Go back to Matthew 16. So Jonah died in the fish. And he was raised up. The third day, and he went to Nineveh, got there in one day, and all the Ninevites repented. And Jesus was talking about, I know you moved, but look at verse 41, I'm, I'm back in Matthew 12. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. So they get mad over here, go over there. Everything but repent. Like God, God, God won't say that over here, but he'll say it over there. It's no escaping the judgment, everybody. You got some people in your family, man, that need to be born again. Really, really, really need to be born again. It ain't, it ain't my job 
to win souls is my job to feed sheep. Your job to win souls. So how many have you won this year? How many people before whom you have allowed your light to so shine until they said, okay, take me to your leader. Introduce me to the man that's got you all happy every day. Share with me who saved you. How did you get saved? Where did you come from? What did you do? Church, I want to put this out here before all of us. Start the conversation. Quit backing up talking about I'm waiting for the Lord to lead me. They're already drunk. I mean, what else do you need? He's already jumped on his wife. He's been in jail. He's he'd abused his children. What, what, other, what, sign, what other sign you need? The man is out of control. The woman is out of control. And you over here in the corner praying, talking about, Lord, give me words to say. You don't need the Lord to give you words to say. Look at the woman's mouth all busted up. Look at the children going astray. Look at homosexuality that invaded the family ranks. And a lot of parents are being forced and their back is to the wall and this is their conversation. Well, it's my child. I got to love him anyway. Well, that's good. But what about Jesus? He can fix anything. He can pick them up and turn them around and give them new life. We've been lulled to sleep. We've been lulled to sleep. And those that are doing real ministry are being picked on. Like they want to shut us down. You always at the church. You always at the bar. Well, I get tired of doing church on Sunday. Church on Wednesday. Tell the Lord. You don't jump on the messenger. Tell the Lord. You bad. Huh? Tell him you gonna, if you come to choir rehearsal on Tuesday night, you ain't coming back on Wednesday. Tell him. Because that's too much time at the church. You say. Man, I remember when I needed the Lord, it didn't make no difference what day it was. I, I needed the Lord and I needed it like right now. So I didn't care if church lasted all night. I needed the Lord. You remember when you were hungry and thirsty for the things of the Lord? If church lasts all night, it was all right with you. You know why? You were trying to get your life fixed up. But now some of us have learned that Psalms 23 ain't in the New Testament. You can't teach us nothing. Can't teach us nothing. We become unteachable. Because we don't want nobody telling us what to do. After all, we grown. Everybody come into this building, face this pulpit, even me. So what is the problem with being obedient to the Lord? We're not going to get paid for what we're doing on those jobs out there. We get that on Friday. We're going to get paid for what we did in ministry. Now the good news is this. If I'm born again, I got to bear witness to the truth. I got to tell somebody about Jesus. I got to tell them that he died for me. He was buried for me. He rose the third day for me. He came back with the keys of hell and death just for me. And that he lives inside of me. And I'm born again because his spirit lives in me. 
And I don't mind telling people about Jesus because he's the one that we need to be lifting up. Am I right about it? So what is the remedy? What is the cure for the signs of the times? To tell people about the Lord and what he has done for you. We've got, to, we've got to do this thing. Now, two things and I'm through. Take a look, if you will, back in Matthew 16, because I read that fifth verse as well, and we're going to see what Jesus was really getting after, the signs of the times. In the fifth verse, he says, well, let me read the whole thing in context again, starting at verse 1. The Pharisees with the Sadducees came and tested him, Desiring that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and overcast. O oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Look at verses 6 and 7. They had forgotten to take what? They had forgotten to take what? Okay. Verse 6 and 7. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying. It is because we have taken no bread. Drop down to verse 12. Then understood they. That he bade them not. To beware of the leaven of bread. But of the doctrine. Of the Pharisees. And of the Sadducees. It's demonic for somebody trying to have you. To not love your pastor. It's demonic for somebody to have you. To not loving your brothers and sisters. It's demonic to allow people in your life that will bring about division between you and those whom you love. So Jesus told them, see they were reasoning in their mind, it's because we've taken no bread. He said, no, I'm not talking about light bread. I'm talking about the leaven. So this is what he's saying. In the last days, real gospel truth would be hard to come by. Ask yourself this question. When's the last time you saw a pastor have just a talk show? Talking about the issues. Huh? Not about the gospel, but just got a, a live talk show going on that has nothing to do that's going to impact the lives of nobody. They have stepped down from their noble calling, and now they got a talk show talking about the weather. There's something wrong with that. Those of you that have been walking with the Lord a long time, your light must shine now brighter than it has ever shown before because people are drifting away. People are going into apostasy. Biblical doctrine is almost not even heard anymore. And you see, because it's so prevalent that people in a lot of places are not saying the things that's going to get people born again, they just got a nice speech that they're delivering. And so a lot of people, our churches, Billy Graham put it like this, the majority of people in our churches are not even saved. They're not. They're not. You'd be amazed who doesn't know the Lord. 
at the local church. Not just here, but everywhere. So Jesus is saying in the last days, ain't going to sign going to be given. So those that love me need to share me with people around them so as to be able to block the uh, decay. See, we're living in a, in a de- decade, in a generation now, where there is moral decay. We the salt of the earth. We the city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden. We're the ones the Lord said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, you know, you're talking about a sign, shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's what we have been called out of darkness to be about we need to ask the Lord to wake us up. A few years ago, in San, go to 2 Kings. A few years ago, there was a man in San Francisco. I read this in the paper. Some people were sitting in a burger joint, and they saw this man outside being, being jumped on and stabbed to death. And the man fell right there on the, the sidewalk by the burger joint. And uh, people continued sitting in there eating their hamburgers and french fries and saw a man just got killed and did nothing about it. We must not allow our mind to get into that state until we are dead to the things of the Lord. We got to keep the fire of the Lord burning on our hearts, everybody. We got to stay excited about this thing. We, we got we, we to understand that we can only grow when the doctrine is right. That's why Jesus brought this bread thing in. In 2 Kings. Did I tell you where to go? Fourth chapter. 38th verse. You still here? Now notice this. And Elisha came again to Gilgal. And there was a famine in the land. There was a what? A famine in the land. And the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servants, set on the great pot and boil pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one of them went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered from it wild gourds, his lap full, and came and shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat. And it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, Oh, thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat the pottage. But he said, then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot. And he said, pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. See, there are a lot of people that are misusing the scriptures. And in this scenario right here, the the, the sons of the prophets were sitting there. And so somebody went out and gathered up some wild gourds when they was trying to get the Campbell soup together. And they threw the wild gourds into the pot. And because the wild gourds were wild and poisonous, they poisoned the whole pot. So the man of God said, listen, take meal. 
Meal is representative of God's word. That's why, listen, you Sunday school teachers, do not allow no student to cause you to get all off course until you don't teach the lesson. I'm not saying that they mean it, but I mean you need to know why you are there. Sometimes I feel like a dinosaur myself. You know, staying with scripture. People want something. They want to they want to covet. You know, zoom. And then get on down the road. I want to be in a station wagon. Take the whole family. The man of God said, put meal in there. He put meal in there. And it nullified the poison that was in the pot. Now he said, pour out so they can eat. That's why the, the, the understanding in this pulpit I have to teach you correct scripture. No matter how long this road is. How mad you get. How unsettling sometimes because, you know, human nature wants something new. If it's new, it's not true. So the man of God said, put meal in there. The meal nullified the false stuff that was in there and they were able to eat it. And so it is in the local church. Put meal in there because somebody been poisoned. And if you're going to grow strong as a Christian, you got to have meal at the meal in order for you to be strong. Quit trying to take the fast road out. I don't care what you say. Roast. Potatoes and carrots. All that's still good eating. After a while, you're going to get tired of them corn dogs from Sonny. Am I right about it? You, you can, your stomach, your, your stomach going to show you, I can't be taking all this. I need some beans and taters. I need some, I need some roast. I, I, I need some cornbread. I ain't say corn. I say, I need some cornbread. And if all else fell, could you please give me a glass of buttermilk? Huh? I need something that's going to cause me to grow. I need something that's going to stick to my rib. All this old cute eating. And before you swallow it, you're hungry again. No, we need some home-cooked meals. Am I right about it? We need something that we can grow on. Something that's going to make us strong. So the man of God say, put some, put some meal in the pot. Now pour it out so they can eat it. That's what Jesus was saying. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Because in the last days, true doctrine will be hard to find. When I was at that funeral in Beaumont, and we had church, what you call church, and I thought to myself after it was all over with, the gift of teaching that God has given me is rare, far, and in between. So I need your prayers, I need your strength, because people want to Zoom. Here, my quest is to give you foundation so you can raise your children, so you can live a long, fruitful life and be productive at the end of your days. 
And so Philip went down with that gospel. This is a good part. Went down in Samaria. Demons got cast out of folk. It was great joy in that city. So what is this message about? The signs of the time? It's time for us to go to work. As evil men and seducers wag worse and worse, we need to get better at explaining this gospel. We need to take it to the workplace. We need to take it to the neighborhood. We need to take it to the streets. We need to get the gospel out from between these four walls, which we are bound to do in the year 2017. And I need for you to sign up to be a witness out there on Saturday with your tennis shoes on, leading some of these folk to the Lord. Because if we do that, then we can have a better generation. We can have a better society if we would get up, up, up off of our dusty and begin to tell people about Jesus. We, we need to start singing on street corners. Huh? We need to start passing Bible tracts out in, in, in some of these subdivisions out here. We don't need to sit here while the world is going to hell in a handbasket. We got good news. We got some stuff that can change the whole wide world. Even Donald Trump needs saving. We got it. God gave it to us. Now we need to go and tell somebody what great things the Lord has done for us. Can you discern the signs of the times? Don't you think you got enough gospel you already know? You'll be amazed when you get out there with the little you know, you'll be amazed how much you really know. Because God will show you things that have been lying dormant in your spirit for years, all of a sudden it'll start coming out of your mouth. You'll amaze yourself at that winning souls. So that's how I answer to the problem, to get busy sharing Christ and to quit talking about loving people and generally love people and forgive one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us for our trespasses. We're a beautiful congregation. We really are. We just need more of you involved in soul winning. The only way to turn back the darkness is to turn on the light. The only way to turn back the darkness is to turn on the light. So I'm looking forward in the year 2017 working diligently with this whole congregation about soul winning. And I want everybody to get poised and ready for that all over this church so that God can use us to a greater degree to save the lost. Amen? Well, that's the message. God bless you and God keep you. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will 
Jesus returns. I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.